The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo, $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. Of course, we're also brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge, $570 in cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all of our contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, Make sure to check out our live show at the Ainsworth, not ours, it's the SGPN Big Show. Ainsworth, that's Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Driver, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you asked me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Yes, indeed, it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. We are still getting closer to the Daytona 500 I almost said, Cody, Indianapolis 500 because today we're going to talk a little open wheel racing. It's not as if there isn't news to talk about going into the Daytona 500, but it's kind of a slow news day. So what do we do to infuse a little life? We give you more racing odds and we're talking racing things. Didn't always say it had to be about NASCAR, did we now? So uh, we're going to fill in the blanks today with some IndyCar, some F1 talk and get you betting on other stuff uh, as we wait for the Daytona 500 to happen. So, um, Cody, I know you're excited for both of those seasons, as am I. I we got to be big fans last year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is a, a racing podcast. It is a gambling podcast. We're kind of tapped out on things at the moment to bet on for NASCAR. We've, we've covered most of it, but there is some open-wheel stuff, and, yeah, going to be part of part of how we incorporate things into the show going forward as well. So uh, it's going to be a fun time. Had a lot of success last year on IndyCar and F1, um, mostly in article form, and then obviously we did some podcasts on F1 as well. Um, but yeah, hit hit some pretty fun bets, some pretty good bets. There's a lot of future stuff out there available for those uh, as well. So we figured why not why not dive into it and take a look. And yeah, we're just oof, trying to waste time until until Daytona gets here, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's pretty I, much the point, the goal at this point. We're just we're just like anxious and and can't wait to hurry up and get there so yeah but i mean you know nothing beats nothing beats talking more racing things as we start to to mark time into daytona uh but yeah i mean look here's the thing right when we talk about racing things 
that's that's really what we're all here to talk about is racing things. So the more things you guys can enjoy, the more races you guys can enjoy, the better. Uh, and again, it feels the same way with me. Exactly. I'm I'm all here for it. Um, all right. So we talked about it. The Daytona 500 is almost here. Kind of a big number today. And we're how many Ooh, days away? The, the, the biggest of numbers, I think. Uh, 11 days until the Daytona 500. This is, before I even looked up this number, I knew that it was legendary. But looking at it, it's even more legendary. The number 11 car in NASCAR has started 2,000. 128 races 228 times it has been in victory lane rod this number has had so many hall of famers drive it 801 top five finishes for the number 11 car that's more finishes than a lot of numbers have starts (laughs) that we've covered throughout this offseason of of different numbers uh 1531 top 20 finishes 165 pole position awards for the number 11. Of course, the current driver, Denny Hamlin, he sits atop the list, uh, leading in uh, most of these categories, but not all of them. 614 starts. He has 48 wins to his name. Um, obviously, we talk about him almost weekly, right? He's he's one of the top guys in the sport. Now the longest current driver in the sport since Kurt Busch is no longer full-time uh, Denny Hamlin takes over those reins as as the longest tenured guy. He's been in the 11 car the whole time, right? It's It's been his number, and I don't think he's even made any starts outside. Nope, no starts outside the number 11 car. They're all in the 11 car, which that, uh, that in itself is actually fairly impressive, right? Even some of these other guys that made tons and tons of starts, you know, started in a different number or, tra- you know, transition numbers at some point, stuff like that. But Denny has done all of them. In the number 11 car, so 614 races, 48 wins, 208 top fives, 13,000 laps led, 171,000 laps completed, a 13.2 average finish. That's pretty good for 614 races, 35 times he sat on the pole. Next up, Ned Jarrett. um, Talked about him earlier this week. Of course, he just lost lost his wife. So, again, our continued thoughts out to their family. Um, but Ned Jarrett, of course, the father of Dale Jarrett, also in the Hall of Fame, uh, legendary racer, legendary broadcaster. He started 324 races in this number 11 car. He actually won 49 times, so that's more than Denny uh, in just over half the starts. Um, he led 9,000 laps in his career, completed over 72,000 laps, an average finish of 8.3. Uh, that's very impressive uh, with 35 poles. Brett Bodine, 259 starts in this number, and he actually didn't win any races. Only seven top tens and 259 starts. So, and he only led 45 laps. He actually completed he completed more race more laps than Ned Jarrett at 73,000, and he led less laps than Ned Jarrett had wins. Wow! If that's uh, interesting stats for you there, but. Bodine around a long time just just didn't quite get to the top. Cale Yarbrough, another NASCAR Hall of Famer, 237 starts, 55 wins for him. So he leads the number 11 in wins, 158 top fives. He led 20,837 laps in his career. That's 7,500 more laps than Denny Hamlin's led in about 
less than half less than half the starts, almost a third of the starts that Denny's made. So that is actually very crazy. Seventy three thousand laps completed for him as well. An eight point four average finish for him. Thirty nine times he sat on the pole. Next up on the Hall of Famer list, Daryl Waltrip. 178 starts, 43 career wins in the number 11 car. And obviously, 11 is not even his most famous number, right? 17 is kind of the number you think of. Spent a lot of time in the 66. Uh, he spent some time in the 88 as well. Like, Waltrip spent a lot of time, a lot of numbers, but 178 in the 11 car, 43 career wins, 112 top fives. He led 11,000 laps in his career, an 8.8 .8 average finish for him. He also sat on the pole 35 times. Next up on the Hall of Famer list, Terry Labonte, 92 starts in the number 11, four career wins, 33 career top fives. Um, and next up on the Hall of Famer list, while we're while we're at it, right, Bill Elliott, 90 starts in this car uh, in the number 11, six wins in those 90 starts, 26 top fives, uh, 44 top tens. Uh, he led a, a 1,300 laps in, in his career career in those 90 starts in the number 11 jeff bodine brett's brother he made 55 starts and actually won four races in this car number uh so brett had 259 starts no wins jeff just starts 55 races but wins four times junior johnson he owned this car for a long time uh, owner when a lot of these guys were in it he ran it quite a, 54 times himself won 11 of those times um Buddy Baker, he started 28 races with two wins. Fireball Roberts made some starts on here. Uh, then you kind of go down the list. Mario Andretti made eight starts, won a race in the number 11. A.J. Foyt, six starts, won a race. Tim Flock, Bobby Allison uh, made starts. Brian Vickers actually made a couple starts in the number 11. Dave Marcus has drove the 11. Mark Martin, speaking of Hall of Famers, has driven the number 11 car. Um and yeah, it's so all those races, right? And only 69 different drivers, that nice, by the way, have actually started <laughs> in the number 11 car. So the most races by far, some of these numbers, there was, you know, 150 different guys that started and only 69 guys. But because it's so top heavy, these guys were in this car for a long time and had very sustained success. So 228 wins for one car number. That's that is a lot of race wins, right? You break that down by we, there's 36 races in a season now. That'd be almost six and a half seasons of NASCAR wins. And granted, there was more races back in the day, but that that isn't that's how many races that is. That's that's an incredible amount of wins. Um, so very very impressive. This, but again, we've touched on some pretty big numbers, right? Number 24, number 20 some of these other legendary numbers in the sport. I think we touched on 43 with Richard Petty, obviously. Um, but but number 11, I think, stands out so far as, as probably the best number just for the sheer amount of different Hall of Famers that raced it and had very, very successful uh, tenures. You had four different guys that had over 40 wins in this number um, and just, yeah, legendary names in the number 11 car. So, uh a pretty impressive number 11 car for the NASCAR Cup Series. And it's not done yet, right? Denny Hamlin is still in it, still looking for that first championship. Maybe maybe this is the year he gets it done. 
let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think I think he's going to make a good run for it, but I don't know. And what's crazy is that I left active duty in 2004, and I remember I went to work for FedEx in 2005, and that's, you know, I, I don't know. When did Denny start? When when was his first season? 2005 was his first year. I've in the 11th right car, here. right? Yep. 2005. Well, he just made – oh, this is all weird, but it looks like he didn't start. Seven starts he made in 2005 uh as a just a part-time car with joe gibbs and then 2006 was the full-time and then i mean he was fedex i think 2020 so 2005 to 2020 there was fedex every single race like he never had other primary sponsors until just these last couple of seasons well i mean and it was fedex but it was also like fedex prime fedex express oh, fedex, FedEx freight has, like yeah. yeah it was FedEx it was Kinko's, FedEx yeah. office fedex but, freight yeah but FedEx i remember Brand. i remember all the branding around the office and i i almost i almost was like wait did i pick the wrong driver because you know this is this guy's all over my my workplace and so Ooh. i gotta yeah uh, yeah no <laughs> you lucked out with Sticking with your guns there with Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I had a little soft spot for Denny Hamlin because of the fact that I was basically indoctrinated into into liking him. And I didn't work for FedEx that long. So, it, you know, I, I had a chance to break away before I was completely brainwashed. So, uh, But it's that's, weird to see. That's kind of how I am with, with Brad Keselowski, right? He drove oh, yeah. a Miller Lite car for a long time. I work with Miller Lite in my daily job. And so, you know, I, was, I did kind of become a pretty big Brad Keselowski fan. He's not my favorite driver, but... I still really root for the guy just because I spent so much time watching him drive that Miller Lite car. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's the thing too, is like, I don't hate Denny completely, but I also, but it's just so crazy to think that ever since that time, I mean, that was a long time ago. That was like a lifetime ago for me even. And, right. and yet Hamlin is still pounding away in that 11 car and still driving those FedEx colors. It's just insane. It really is crazy. Yep. Yeah. It's been, been a hell of a career for her. I, I, I don't think there's really any argument that he's the best driver to never win a championship. I think Mark Martin's in the conversation with them. Uh, those are the two guys that really stand out, but, but he's atop the list of, of greatest drivers in NASCAR history that don't have a title. And, and there still is the dot, dot, dot yet, because he's still got the opportunity to win one. He makes the final four practically every year. So maybe one of these years, he just figures it out and gets it done and then doesn't step on his own shoes, but uh, we'll see. Go back and listen to our our uh, championship odds and see if you like Denny Hamlin at whatever he's at. I don't have it on me right now, but I would definitely love to see if that's moved uh, whatsoever. So, um, all right, is there any uh, last minute other NASCAR news to talk about before we start getting open? Well, I have one more piece of NASCAR history. I thought that this was very fun. Uh, Twenty years ago today, on February what is it, February eighth of two thousand and three. Alice Cooper wins the ARCA race at Daytona as the car owner of a Pontiac that was co co or he co-owned it and was driven by Chase Montgomery. Um, and so there's a pretty cool picture of Alice Cooper raising the trail, the ARCA trophy at Daytona above his head as a NASCAR co-owner champion. I thought that was a, a pretty fun fun fact for the day uh, in NASCAR history. That's uh, that's odd. I mean, I remember Alice Cooper when I was a kid, and all I can ever remember was that how satanic his music was. And then, and then, I grow up years later to have my mom tell me, "Oh yeah, I loved Alice Cooper," which was the same person telling me how satanic his music was. I'm like, mom. You're over here cheering on Alice Cooper and you love him to death the whole time. You're telling me that his music is satanic. 
Like, come on, man. Like, let's let's get a little consistency going. Yeah, years later, she admits to me that Alice Cooper is her favorite recording artist, her favorite artist, and that she's seen him in concert. Like, Mom, Alice Cooper's concert's like one gigantic satanic fest, in your opinion. And you're over here telling me not to listen to Motley Crue and to, you know, Kiss and, and all these folks, right? And Warrant. Yes, I said Warrant. I don't care. Give me the Hollywood strip. Um yeah, and here she is listening and loving Alice Cooper. <laughs> Get out of here. Jeez, way love to you, go, mom. mom. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love my mom. It's just funny that years later she admits this to me. And, and Alice that Cooper, <laughs> and I'll never forget it because she's telling me she's going to Alice Cooper concerts. And I'm like, oh, get out of Dodge. A so, uh, <laughs> um, couple other things. Again, like you said, kind of a slower day in NASCAR news. But there was a couple of announcements. Uh, Myatt Snyder is going to drive the JGR 19 car in Xfinity for six races, um, including Daytona here coming up next week. Again, it seems like JGR in the past, they've had years where they really had like an all-star lineup, brought all the cup guys down and ran races, you know, back in the Kyle Busch days and stuff. But seems like they've just fully sold out on who can bring sponsorship money this year. Um, and Snyder's the, the latest guy to bring it. So, again, we had that conversation yesterday with the Gill and Zane Smith news. It's a business, and sometimes dollars are the bottom line. I think that's the case here. Um, I, I do think – we kind of touched on this, but I do think it's going to be a bit of a down year for JGR in Xfinity. I, I just think with Ty Gibbs moving up to the Cup Series, I think that's going to take a huge focus off of it for him. And, again, their driver lineup is – kind of weak in my opinion Don Hernemacek he's a good driver yes overrated yes as well Sammy Smith I think is a good up-and-coming driver but we kind of got to see it from him before we go crazy there um, and then again just having that third car is going to be a bunch of guys that are just scraping up enough money to get into that car which is good for them and, and hopefully they can make the most of their opportunities but nobody I'm probably going to be betting much on so It'll be interesting to see if the books figure that out or if they just see the JGR car and give us good matchups that we can fade throughout the season. Hey, and listen, I hope that that's, that's the case, uh, to be honest with you. That's, that's, what that's what we're hoping for because then we can pounce all over it, and, and I'll be all right with that. So, yeah, especially if they're given, like, plus odds for whoever that person is up against uh, just because they're in that equipment. It's like, okay, we'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the one other thing slightly concerning – um, and NASCAR is aware of this and they're looking into it, but several drivers reported not feeling well after the clash the other day, um, and some potential carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, again, they changed a lot of stuff in the, the outside of this car, right? They tried to shore up the, the front and, and rear bumpers and change some stuff around, make the impacts not as, as hard on the drivers. Although you listen to Bubba Wallace, you listen to Denny Hamlin. They both complained about getting rattled around. If you're getting rattled around going 60 miles an hour at the Coliseum, 200-mile-an-hour crash at Daytona, probably not going to feel great. So hopefully hopefully this doesn't become an issue like it did last year. We had two guys that had qualified for the playoffs, had their playoff runs ended short because of concussion issues. Hopefully we don't see that. Carbon monoxide poisoning, not really a joke. Uh, only 150 laps. Granted, they probably ran about 300 with the caution laps, but still not as long as a, as a normal race is going to be. And so 
that is concerning. Maybe they enclosed a little bit too much or something. Um, and then obviously at the test sessions, there was the heat issues that they, they experienced uh, with the mufflers on there. So was this part of the muffler deal? We don't exactly know, but uh, it doesn't seem like, I mean, there's not really been any like serious, you know, carbon monoxide poisoning reports or anything, but I know Justin Haley was one. Denny Hamlin was one. There was a couple of other guys that had mentioned not feeling well and were seen at least by medical professionals um, after the race and whatnot. So be interesting to keep an eye on again, still a, a new car, right? Yes. We've got a full season under our belt, but they're still trying to iron out all the kinks and it wasn't, they made a couple changes and this is the, the quote unquote new car. This is a brand new car. Like it's com completely different from the other cars. Really? I mean, looks the same ish. Yes, but it's a different car. And so they're really trying to still work out the kinks and hopefully uh, they can get stuff like this figured out so that, that we don't continue to have problems like this. And they've got, uh, you know, the extra week before the Daytona 500 to start putting it through tests. You best believe that people aren't sleeping until this problem gets settled because you want nothing, you want nothing to do with carbon monoxide poisoning, man. Like they, yeah, these guys are running tough. around for laps and there's no way to tell. Like, you know, that that's the scariest part about carbon monoxide. There's just no way to tell. You'd be rolling around that track and feel lightheaded. Uh, and, and by the time you feel lightheaded, it's probably too late. So, um, yep, hopefully NASCAR gets it ironed out. You best believe, like I said, nobody's sleeping until that issue gets fixed. So um, I'm confident that they'll roll something out on the track that will not send their guys, uh, you know, out in the middle of nowhere falling asleep. <laughs> Knock on wood. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so... Um, all right, sweet. Well, then let's uh, let's do this. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk open wheel and uh, and give you some of the odds so you can go bet on stuff between now and, and Daytona and have some fun uh, and have a little money out there as well. But before we do, let's tell you about WinBet. It is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and WinBet is active in a bunch of states, tons of ways to win, including... Live betting and same-game parlays, also known as the WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. Big games here. WinBet has you covered. Great odds, promos, payouts, all happening right now at WinBet. You ready to play? Sign up today. Get a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100. Limited, of course, to state availability. And, of course, you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions of winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state of playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. You're going to be out in Arizona for the big game. Make sure to check out the SGP's live show at the Ainsworth. That's Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash biggame, B-I-G-G-A-M-E, all one word. Show's free, and you'll be able to watch the show and have some drinks with the guys. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash biggame. All right, so we live in a world of NASCAR. We swim in a world of stock cars, but... There are other cars that race, and books offer odds for those cars that go vroom, vroom, and around. Uh, and these actually are, are both road courses, guys. It's not all ovals. I know Indy does a, a mixture of both, but um, you know, for F1, it's there's no ovals in F1. Uh, but anyways, it, again, so we have odds for both IndyCar and for uh, Formula One. So let's take a, a look first 
Cody, at IndyCar. You actually got to know IndyCar quite well last season, writing articles for us. So, uh, what, what, what? I think what's your favorite part of IndyCar versus NASCAR? Yeah, I mean, each of these series are their own discipline. Like, you, you can't put NASCAR and F1 right next to each other and say, pick one, which one's better. We know it's NASCAR, of course, but it, it's two di- totally different things. Like, in NASCAR, it's more of we enjoy the, the, the competitive racing and a lot of passing and and different winners every week and stuff. And then you go to, like, an F1, and it's – the same guy is winning every week, but there's a lot of strategy and a lot of other stuff and, and the battles throughout the field, you can still watch and whatnot. Um, and then over an IndyCar, it's, it's kind of in between, right? It's still, it's more like NASCAR than F1 is. in the fact that there is more passing, there is more parity throughout the field. There's, there's a lot of different guys in IndyCar that can win any given week. And from a betting aspect that, that makes it a little more fun because, you can get some better odds and and grab some different guys to do different things. Um, So yeah, they're each, they're each their own thing for sure. And trying to compare any of them to another, I don't think is fair for them. So you have to, you have to respect them each for their own thing, but it's all racing. They're all cars racing. Right. And that's what I love more than anything. I love going to the local dirt track. I love watching the truck series, the Xfinity series. I love IndyCar. I love F1. I love all of them. And they're all different in their own ways and have their own unique things uh, that make them fun. Obviously, a NASCAR is an extremely heavy stock car, right? Enclosed wheels and all that. Then you go to the Indy cars, the F1 cars. They're very light. They've got the open wheels. There's there's no beating and banging like you get in NASCAR. You barely touch and that's it. Like everything's fucked up and your day is over. It, it's gone. So uh, definitely different styles uh, of racing between the the Cup Series and NASCAR Series, and then when you get over to the open wheel guys. But but it's great racing across all three platforms. Um, I enjoy them all, and and yeah, as I've been writing articles and talking more about them over the last couple of years, I've always I mean I've always kind of followed IndyCar. We used to go. My grandparents had season tickets to Kansas Speedway, and IndyCar would always come there for a long time. So we would always go to all the NASCAR races, all the ARCA races. We'd go to the IndyCar races. And so I've always had it around and kind of watched it um, and always really enjoyed it. I just I never got into it as much as NASCAR, which I, I kind of regret now because I wish I'd been following more closely. But um, And they do have – so obviously F1 has had their Drive to Survive on Netflix, right? That's a great series. You need to go watch it. NASCAR, we had the race for the championship last year on uh, USA – and then this year, IndyCar is going to have one. I don't have the exact title in front of me, but it's something about it's 100 days until the Indianapolis 500, basically, right? So they're going to walk through the 100 days leading up to it, follow the drivers, get to know the drivers a little better. That's going to be on the CW, so it's kind of a, a weird channel to be on. But if you've got access, if, you, if you've got the capability to watch that, uh, when it does come out, I would definitely say check that out. I'm excited to watch that just to – get to know these drivers a little better, right? It's especially with the drive to survive, I think obviously set a very high bar on that because you get into the lives of these F1 guys. Like you feel like, you know, them, and that was the goal. They, they hammered it. They smashed it there. And NASCAR, I feel like did a pretty good job with theirs too. Now, granted, I already know a lot of these guys in depth more. So maybe I didn't have as much to learn as somebody else, maybe, but I really enjoyed that. I hopefully going to be back this season as well. Um, but yes, again, 
I'm excited for any type of racing. And if I can have multiple races in a day, you wake up, get the F1 guys. Sometimes NASCAR and IndyCar kind of crosses over, so you got to go with the dual screens or something. But it's always fun to to keep up with all of them. And if you're betting on all of them, makes it even more exciting. It does indeed. Although I, I'm going to watch that CW show. They better not turn it into a teen drama or a superhero type of a thing. I just give me racing. Like I don't need the hook. I don't need all of the teen melodrama to go with it that the CW brings to it. But uh, just kidding. Anyways, so with IndyCar, we look at some of the odds here. And uh, championship odds we always talk about are, are pretty long anyways in motorsports because it's such a hard thing to accomplish. And so uh, we see at NASCAR where all the odds began somewhere in the four to 500 range, right? It was There wasn't too many people to dip below that. Same thing here. In fact, the returning champion, Will Power, um, is coming in as not even the favorite at this. He's actually at plus 450. Um, it, it, it's Joseph Newgarden, right? Not Joseph? Yeah, I think Joseph is, yeah. Yeah, just so Joseph. Joseph Newgarden coming in at plus 400 uh, for the championship. And then, of course, it's a drop-off from there to Pat O'Ward uh, at plus 600. So, you know, the top three there, obviously the, the top two are, are Newgarden and, and Power, and then, of course, like I said, right from there, it's Pat Award. Last season, it kind of played out like that too, right? And and that's that's why it's the way it is. Yeah, well, in Newgarden, three seasons in a row, he has finished uh, second place in the point standings. That is rough. So he won the title in 2019. That was his second title of his career. And, and then since then, 2020, 21, 22, it's been second place three years in a row. That's got to be brutal for the guy, right? To be that close, one of those things where you almost don't want to be that good if, if you're not going to win it all, right? Uh, but he had five wins last season, so he led the series with the wins. Um, and so I don't think him being a top of the board is, is crazy at all, right? He's, he's a guy that's proven he's going to be there each and every year with a chance, and he's gotten it done before, so it's not like a Denny Hamlin where he's always up there, but he never gets it done, right? He's gotten it done, just struggled the last few years, but – you got to think three in a row in second. He's got to be due sometime soon, right? Uh, well, he would certainly hope so, and I'm sure people that are betting on him certainly hope so as well. That's got to be certainly frustrating. Um, a name that I'm seeing on the list, that the guy that finished third, Scott Dixon, coming in at 10-1. to 1. Is that a shock to you at all? Yeah, Scott Dixon, a legend in IndyCar, right? He's actually the winningest driver in their history. Um He's got more wins than anyone ever has in IndyCar. There, there was a split off years ago where they had separate series and blah, 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 whatever. But in actual IndyCar, he's got the most wins ever. Um, he's 42 years old. So getting to that point where he's he's starting to, you know, maybe get past the, the best of the years, right? They say about 38, 39 is kind of where race car drivers generally peak. But he's won the championship six times. Um, he's got a win, at least one win in 18 seasons in a row. Um, he's recorded a win over 20 different IndyCar seasons. Um, and he finished third in the standings last year. So again, so IndyCar, not like NASCAR, they don't have a playoff, right? It's more F1 and, and the old style of NASCAR standings where it's just, you accumulate points throughout the year. The Indy 500 is worth double points. So that's a huge points weekend for those guys because that's, I mean, you're getting two times the points for winning that race for finishing second. And so that can help you a lot in, in the championship chase. Right. 
But going into the last race of last season, and this shows you the parity right now in IndyCar, five different guys had a chance to win the title going into the final race of the season. Uh, that is crazy. You know, even in NASCAR, at the playoffs, you only get four at the end, right? So you had five guys here, and we saw it in NASCAR's regular season, right? Chase Elliott locked it up a race before. Back in the day when NASCAR had the old Winston-style points, I mean, guys would win the championship six, seven races out. We saw that in F1 this year with Max Verstappen. Same thing. He locked up the title with, I think, five races to go. And so IndyCar had five different guys that mathematically could have won the title going into the final race last season. Um, so, But Scott Dixon, 10-1. to 1. I, To me, yeah, he's 42, but he's the guy that's won more than anybody else ever has in the history. He's got the title six times. He made it in title contention until the final race. Didn't quite get it done, but at 10 to 1, I feel like that's really good value. He's he's probably my favorite value guy, at least on the board, because he's a guy that can do it. And at 10 to 1 odds, that's that's a pretty decent bet for you. I mean, you just look at his win totals alone. I mean, he had the third, well, he was tied for the third most wins with Pat O'Ward uh, with, with two wins. And, and Newgarden had five, uh, and then Scott McLaughlin had three. So, I mean, you want to talk about the, the, the guy that won the championship had one win. That was Will Power, obviously. Won the championship with the one win, obviously. His 12 top fives and 13 top tens went a long way. Yeah, Matt Kenseth of 2003 that yeah. had NASCAR change the series. What was it? One thing, race? Right? One win. And, and, yeah, there was guys that had seven or eight and didn't win, and that pissed people off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, listen, it didn't, it didn't piss off the champ, did it? Not at all. Right. Exactly. Like, I'll take that. <laughs> Um, but you know, and then you, like I said, you, when you look at Pat O'Ward's number, Pat O'Ward's number is not anywhere near, it's plus 600. Whereas Scott Dixon, more wins, uh, are the same amount of wins is at 10 to one. It just, it doesn't make any sense. And I, I think I'm with you, Cody. I do like the value at, uh, at putting something on, uh, Scott, uh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, at, at 10 to one, it just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And Pato, Pato is kind of, tough he's a young guy an up-and-comer uh he's got his sights set on formula one right he's he's one of those guys that has aspirations to be in formula one someday and a lot of guys use the indycar path to get to formula one and then you get some guys that made formula one and then they come over to indycar like uh last year's uh indy 500 winner marcus Har uh yeah marcus harrison right he was f1 previously you can catch him on the drive to survive i think he Made an appearance in the early seasons. I feel I'm pretty sure he did. I could be wrong, but we don't worry about that. <laughs> no, but uh, but no, he's uh, Pato is a guy that that has aspirations to get there. At these odds, though, he's a young guy. He's 23 years old. Finished seventh in the standings last year. He finished second at, at Indy. Had a chance to pass Marcus Erickson and kind of didn't really do much with it. I don't know. Just. I don't know if I've seen enough consistency from him to make a bet at. You said he's seven to one right now. Is that yeah. uh, Pato Award? He's at yeah, yeah six to one actually. Six to one, yeah. So that's definitely there's not not enough value there for for Pato in my opinion. Um, all right, well then let's talk about anybody else farther down the line. Was there anybody in this list? I know you wrote an article about it that you would even consider thinking about putting any sort of futures bet on right now for the win of the championship. I don't know. Marcus Erickson, I, you could kind of maybe look at him because he's at uh, – what's what's his odds at? 15 to 1? Is he still in that area? 
Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I clicked over to, <laughs> to the win totals. Yeah, I, I clicked away too, Rod. Okay, here we go. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, he's 15 to 1 still. He's probably as far down on the list as I would go. Once you get past him, it's guys I don't really. You got Felix Rosenquist, Alexander Rossi, Renus VK. These are Roman Gross, Gross Gene. He's another guy that was in F1 as well. But you're getting down into the kind of guys that just probably don't have as much of a chance. Um, and Connor Daly, by the way, who's a guy that, of course, we're going to be seeing in NASCAR a little bit. He's going to attempt the Daytona 500. He's at a hundred to one to win the title. So that shows you where he stands in IndyCar. Yikes. Marcus Erickson, again, probably the farthest you would go down 15 to one. Uh, he did win the Indy 500 last year, uh, finished sixth in the season standings. So he was right outside that, that window of those five guys. Right. Um, in the biggest thing from him last year was he hadn't raced much ovals prior to, to come into IndyCar, right? He's an F1 guy. They don't race ovals, and a lot of the stuff leading up to F1 doesn't race ovals unless you're coming over to Indy first. Um, but so so coming over from IndyCar or from F1 rather, and being in in for, uh, IndyCar, ugh, that's a mouthful. He uh, he wanted to focus big time on ovals this past season. That that was his goal. He set out, and he accomplished that. Obviously, won the Indy 500, so that's about the best oval win you can get, right? Um, but had a very successful. Um, season uh actually finished eighth or better in any in all of the oval races they had last year so impressive from him and that just shows you that he's obviously we know he can run road courses right it's what he's done all his life so improving on the oval part of things and trying to to get that part mastered i think you could make a case for him at 15 to 1 if you really want a long shot but i think scott dixon is probably the farthest i would actually place i will place a bet if i haven't I should probably check on that. But if I haven't already, I will be placing a bet on on Scott Dixon at 10 to 1 to win just because of what he's done in the past and the fact that he was right there again this year. Uh, but yeah, Marcus Erickson again, the farthest I'd go down on the list to consider 15 to 1, maybe worth a little sprinkle just to see. But uh, I, I wouldn't go any farther than that. I feel like the parody in both F1 and IndyCar, not necessarily as great as in NASCAR, where you can almost get anything happening on NASCAR because the cars get bunched up. I mean, that's, it's, that's the nature of a NASCAR race. I mean, it's not like they get yeah. strung out IndyCar, anymore. IndyCar, I think, is, is still is in between, right? I, I think you are still getting, again, five guys with a chance to win the title. That's, that is pretty good parody there. But, yeah, I, th- I think NASCAR has the most. Of course, with this new car especially, there's some seasons in the past. You could argue they didn't have it as much. And F1 goes through through its spurts, right? You have guys that are going to dominate. Obviously, Verstappen did what nobody had ever done before last season. Um, and so maybe that that levels off this year. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's still fun. And IndyCar, IndyCar is a ton of fun to watch. They're starting to grow again as a sport, like similar to NASCAR. People are, are starting to get back into it. So hopefully the, the betting part of it continues to grow been a little bit rough we haven't got a ton of options now we're having some future stuffs out here this is promising there's indy 500 odds there's odds for the championship there's head-to-head race wins um and i've got articles on all those go check those out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com just type in indycar at the search there and that'll all pop up for you um but definitely check those out um but yeah it, it's it's F, uh, indycar it's getting it's getting back up there a little bit so i hope to continue to see it grow along with NASCAR, 
And then hopefully that leads to even more betting and more opportunities for us. Hey, listen, the more bets, the better, in our opinion. Just That's bring what we're all on. about. Right? That's what we're all on. Uh, just real quick, I'm going to toss out a couple of, of win total numbers. I, I want to know what you think. Uh, New Garden at uh, three and a half is his win total. Won five last season. Juiced up at minus 160 for the over. Is that a number you like? Or is that something you don't think he can accomplish again this season? Yeah, that um, I was trying to look and see Newgard because Newgarden was the one who had he had the five wins last season. Yes, right? he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that where he's at uh, in that, you got to say that he's going to go over again. Right. He won five last year. Um, let's see. I was trying to pull up all of the statistics here. So he's got he's got the 25 career wins, uh, won the five races this season. He's back with Team Penske again. Um, again, that he's the guy with the three three straight second place finishes in the standings. Um, well, but, I'll say this. I'll say this. So he's had uh, five wins last season, right? He had four yeah. wins in 2020, four wins in 2019, four in 2017. So out of the last, what is it, six seasons, he's had uh, at least four wins in all but two of those. So I think yeah. I like this over as well just from a, a historical standpoint on Newgarden. Yeah, and juiced at minus 160 shows you the books think he's going to go over too. And again, only pay the juice if you lose. It's juiced up a little. That's nothing. 160 is nothing crazy. Uh, but it it does show you the books are confident that he's going to go over this rather than the plus 130 on the under. Indeed. All right, Will Power, his number's one and a half, uh, juiced at the 135 on the over. Uh, we just talked about it, Will Power. Uh, won two races last year, so just does he? One do race. Oh, I'm sorry, he, he did one race, yeah. and that was he the won one. the championship, but just one race. Yeah. Okay. So then, um, I'm sorry, I was looking at something else, but yeah, willpower only winning one race uh, last season, but they think he's going to do uh, do win two. Going back to him, he had two one win seasons in 2021 and 2022, uh, but before that, 2022 races he won two. Uh, 2019 two races. 2018 three races. 2017 three races. 2016 three races does he break the snap or does he snap the the streak of one races and wins two in this season yeah another guy that that is getting up there right he's 41 years old as well um but won the title this last season so you can't say too much about about like father times catching him right um and so yeah a couple of one win seasons here in a row but had that run from 2016 to 2020 where he won at least two races every season um and again it is juiced towards the over, and I think for good reason. It's only minus 135, um, and so I, I think that he's a veteran that's proven himself. He's got the wins, right? He's got the titles. He's coming fresh off of it. He is remaining with Penske again, one of the most powerful teams in the in the garage or on the paddock, sorry, uh, the open wheel term for that, right? Uh, but, yeah, I, a veteran like this, it's hard to go under one and a half and say he can't get it done. I, he's at least going to be in the conversation enough that he could get two wins. And so I got to go that way with him. Hell, he had 12 top fives. I mean, any one of those yeah. car could have resulted so that's, in a Yeah, win. exactly. I mean, if you're putting yourself in that position multiple times, eventually you're going to break through and get extra wins. Uh, all right, real quick, your prediction based on the odds of the Indy 500 uh, winner. They already have odds for this out on certain books. Look around for them. Uh, but I, I want to know who off the top of Cody Zeeb's head will win the uh, Indianapolis 500 at the odds that they're at. Who do you like? 
Oh boy, let me look through this quickly. Throwing it on here for me. Um, honestly, Alex Pillow does pop off at ten to one. He finished second here last year. Um, we just talked about him again. He's got got those F one aspirations, right? Trying to prove something out there. I could see him being a guy that could get it done. Um, let's see who else do I like where they are at. Joseph Newgarden. Um, he is at, Oh, where'd it go? I just had it right in front of me. What are his odds, Rod? New garden is at eight fifty, So plus eight fifty. Yeah. Eight and plus eight fifty. I like that. Um, he's got 25 career victories. Um, the only thing he's missing from that, that great title or that, that great resume, right. Is that Indy 500 win. Um, he's been in, been in the mix a couple of times. For the IndyCar five or for, for the Indy five hundred, um, he had a fourth place finish in twenty nineteen, fifth place in twenty twenty, a third place back in twenty sixteen. Uh, again, those Penske cars—they've not had great luck in the in the Indy five hundred since since Roger bought the place. It seems like their luck has not been great. So you can maybe count that that against them a little, um, but. I think that those guys are for farther guys down on the board. Scott Dixon is the favorite, uh, and for obvious reasons. I mean, plus five fifty. Really, he might even be the best bet on the board, even though he is the favorite. Plus five fifty is good odds. He dominated that race last year. Should have won it, but made the pit. He was speeding on pit road. I think was the penalty. The mistake he made late in the race that cost him. Um, he's already won it once back in twenty uh, two thousand and eight, rather. Um, and he actually has the most laps led in IndyCar in Indy 500 history. Uh, in 2022, he passed Al Unser, um, 644 laps for the most laps, uh, led. So I, I don't think you can count him out and plus 550 again. Yes. He's the favorite, but you're getting pretty good odds for a favorite to be that, that way. Um, so he's probably the guy I would take take the top odds on at five, plus 550 again chalky obviously but i think there's still value there um and then below 10 to 1 and even a guy like marcus erickson he just won it last season right at 12 to 1 um and if you want to go down there 30 to 1 elio castronovas he's won it four times right just won it two seasons i think it was two years ago that he won it even though everybody kind of counted him out the guy still finds his way to victory lane we saw it in the srx series he jumped in a car with like two days notice Went out there, won that race. Uh, we're hoping to see him in NASCAR a little bit here coming up as well. But if you want a long shot, uh, he that's that's always a fun one at, at 30 to 1 for a guy that's done it four times. Go rush right now to your book. Start putting all those bets. Those lines are going to change before it all says and done. I mean, you're getting these early lines now. I do not expect them to get any longer as we get closer to the Indy 500 because that's, that's a long way away, to be honest yeah. with you. So. Oh yeah, and, and I mean yeah, now would be your time to to get some of these guys because if Scott Dixon comes out and, and rips off a bunch of wins early in the season, plus five fifty is not going to still be there. Nope, not even close. So, um, all right, that's some IndyCar stuff. So hopefully you had some fun just kind of kicking around the IndyCar circuit. We'll come back. We'll talk some F one a little more intimate uh, intimate with F one from our soiree last season. But we'll get into some of those odds for you when we come back from the break. But before we do, let's make sure you sign up now for the SGPN app so you can get your own big game bingo card. It's full of all your favorite big game prop bets. 
If you get bingo, you're going to get a $57 SGPN gift card. But the only catch is you got to be subscribed to the Sports Gambling Podcast and the NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube in order to win. In honor of the big game. SGPN is hosting a prop bet contest. Make your picks for 57 different prop bets. The winners are going to get $570 in cash and a $570 gift card to the SGPN gift store. Plus, all of our contests, they're free to play and exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, speaking of things with apps, last season's F1 winner, Max Verstappen, not any relation to an app but uh ran away with that thing just literally nobody had anything for him set the record in wins probably just i mean went to bed every night and and dreamed of of everything that he accomplished uh but yeah so he enters of course this f1 season in 2023 uh that begins in march so uh keep an eye open folks we got the the season starting next month but uh max Verstappen comes in as the favorite to win the championship this year no surprise. But the surprise to me, Cody, is the price with which they're giving us for him to win the championship. I'm going to say these odds. We just got done reading the IndyCar odds, right? And the IndyCar odds started at plus 550 for the favorite. So when I say this, you're going to be like, but Rod, those odds are horrible compared to what you just read. See, si, senor. But what happens is you got this guy who just completely killed the circuit. He's only coming in to win the championship at minus 125. We saw odds for Verstappen that were keyed up to like 275, 280. I don't know if we ever saw 300, but boy, they juiced the hell out of any Max Verstappen line to win. So the fact that they are only they're only taking 125 uh, minus 125 as him to win the championship, Cody. I, I'm I'm not somebody who would say that a favorite at minus 125 is a good bet. But damn it all, this is actually a pretty good bet for a championship future on Max Verstappen. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised it's this low, as weird as that is to say, right? But we've seen it with F1. It's F1 is, again, a lot less parity, a lot more predictable. And so you have to lay some heavy juice sometimes. But if you're willing to lay the juice, you only pay the juice if you lose, like I always say. And that is the case a lot in F1. Does it bite you sometimes? course it does it's gambling that's how it works right but uh it it is a lot more predictable the guy just set the record okay the more wins in a single season than how many other guys that are legends of this sport that have the number of wins that they do guys like lewis hamilton never did it michael schumacher never did it um and so you know you could go on and on sebastian so schumacher and sebastian vettel uh, Schumacher in 2004 and Vettel in 2013. Um, they both had 13 wins in a single season. That was the tied previous record. Verstappen blew it out of the water, right? He he got 15. We just saw LeBron pass Kareem in all-time NBA points, a record you never thought would be broken. 13 was already a pretty high bar. Now you're setting it at 15, just like LeBron's going to be setting that record well above 40,000 points, right? going to be these are these are the types of records that are going to be hard to to ever get now can he turn around and and come right back and do it again in 2023 i don't think so i as dominant as he was and as much as it seemed like it was just max verstappen and then everyone else i don't see a way that he can come back and have that dominant of a season does he win 
12 races, I'd say a good chance. Again, 13 had only been done twice ever. Lewis won seven titles and never got to 13, right? So to expect that to continue to happen and completely different scenario, right? But Kyle Larson, 10 wins, won the all-star race, dominated the NASCAR season, and then comes back the next season and only three wins, doesn't make the final four. Again, the parody's not there as much in F1, and there's not a new car, brand new car, stuff like that. But getting Max at these odds, I mean, when Lewis was winning those titles, it was Lewis and everybody else, right? And Lewis was going to win them, and now Max has kind of come taking that throne. He's won two in a row. Is he just going to keep winning them? What's going to stop him? I'm not saying that we can't bet some of these other guys because I think there is some good value on the board at other guys, but... You could honestly, and if you think that Max is going to be anywhere close to what he was last year, which again, why wouldn't he be, right? Just go load up on this. Yeah, you're sitting on minus 135 for the season-long bet, but it's almost as sure as you're going to get for this type of bet. Again, anything can happen, but for anybody to, to keep up with Max, it's going to be pretty tough. So I'm not saying go put the house on this, but I'm saying that this is a a very safe bet. And you can put some safeguards in place as we go down this list of some other guys where you get some really good value and, and can, you know, safeguard against if Max doesn't get it done. But for Max to not win it this year would be crazy. And it's going to get to points. I mean, there were points this season where it was like minus 10,000 for him to win the championship. Like, obviously you're not even going <laughs> to, I'm all for paying the Jews or, you know, but not that much juice. That's, that's crazy. But, um, and so, yeah, so when you look back and you're like, we could have got Max at minus 135, and now he's at minus 10,000, you'll be like, wow, that was a hell of a deal they gave us, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why you jump in on these things now, and we talked a lot about uh, all the odds for championship uh, in NASCAR, obviously the Daytona 500 odds and, and everything like that, and they've all shifted at this point, so... You know, getting a, a Max Verstappen at minus one twenty-five now. I'm let's do a, a, a mid-season recap and see where he's at after the first few races of the of the season, just to see whether or not the books hold firm to this, and and they're not going to. So it's gonna it's not gonna get any better for you. The better now. So if you think Max Verstappen is gonna win three in a row, which again the probability of it, and it, it only goes to tell you because the next the next person on the list is Lewis Hamilton at plus two seventy-five nipping at his heels right a lot this season um and lewis hamilton wasn't even the second place person at the end of the season he wasn't the second place driver at the end of the season but he's at plus 275 so you know we're talking a, a pretty giant swing between minus 125 and plus 275 and yet still not the same type of numbers you're getting in indycar for the championship or for nascar for the championship so that just goes to show and, and cody just talked about how lewis hamilton had been uh winning championship after championship himself Right. And and so this is why he's here atop the list is because at any point in time, Lewis Hamilton can get it figured out uh, when he's not completely pissed off at his entire team uh, and, and can try to catch Max Verstappen for the championship. So, I mean, you know, Lewis Hamilton's another guy that I'm going to keep my eye on. I don't know that I just don't know. I mean, honestly, his value is not as good to me as Max Verstappen, which sounds crazy, but it, it really is, I think, in my opinion. The Lewis Hamilton love from the books this season is the most head-scratching thing I've seen in motorsports betting. And not to jump too far ahead, but go over to the win totals. Lewis Hamilton has set at 
5.5 wins next season in 2023. This is it's minus 155 on the under, so they, he's going to go under anyways. That one I would probably put the house on, not literally, but you know what I mean. Like that is insane to me. It's not. I, I, I don't even know. I, I don't understand the love. I, I get it, right? Lewis, seven-time champion. Does he have the most wins in F1 or he's really close? Something up. It's up there. But like legend of the sport, all-time great racer, one of the best racers we've ever seen in the history of motorsports. Okay, I'm not going to take that away from him. He's getting older and lost the tough championship battle two seasons ago. It was questionable, right? What maybe should have happened or shouldn't have happened or or whatever. We don't need to get into all that. But this past season, he it really it fell off. And I don't think that it's over. I, I think that Lewis gets wins. I think we see him win at least once multiple times in 23. Obviously, the books think that too because they got him at five and a half. Is he going to win six times? He's going to go from no wins to six wins, Rod? I don't see, especially with some of these other guys we're about to talk about, that I think, and I, and I think that very quickly, so you go to Red Bull, right, and they have Max Verstappen, and they have, who's the other Sergio guy? Perez. Shadow, right, Perez. Yep. And it's very clearly Max is the guy, right? I'd be surprised if Checo maybe even finishes the season in Red Bull. Daniel Ricciardo doesn't replace him or something. But we don't need to get into that right now. But uh, but he's the number one, right? You go to Ferrari, it's clearly uh, Charles Charles Leclerc, right? He's He's the top guy. But at, at Mercedes, Lewis has been the top guy for 15, 20 years. But George Russell is up and coming. I love me some George Russell. And he is going to quickly take that top spot from Lewis. And I do not understand the love. Plus 275 to win the championship. Zero interest for me there. I'd love to see it. If Lewis wins, I'll be so happy. I'm a big Mercedes guy. Love Lewis. I, I love George even more. But I love Lewis. But... I do not understand the love that the books are giving him, and and I am going to just absolutely hammer under five and a half wins. I do not see a world where he gets back to six wins after coming off. I get Mercedes improved a lot at the end of the season, started looking great. George got there for his first win, right? Lewis is going to turn around and get six this season? No, and at, at plus 275 for the championship? No, thank you. I'm, I have zero interest in this one. Well, and just even going down the list, you talked about George Russell. George Russell sits at five to one. Shaw Leclerc six to one. Oh, and, Russell's down to five to one. Yeah, Russell's down to five to one now. What was he before? He was seven. He was at seven to one earlier uh, in the season. Oh, the boys could shorten up those odds for for George Russell. Yep. But that's what I'm saying. Like these guys have so much more competition for these top spots now. And and I know again we talked about Max Verstappen running away with it last season, but. You know, it was Charles Leclerc. He's six to one. He finished second, and then uh, Sergio Perez down there at forty to one uh, to win the championship. He finished in third last season. So, I mean, if I'm going to bet somebody else that's not Max Verstappen, it's going to be one of those guys. I still don't think Lewis Hamilton can win the championship. He can win a couple of races here and there, but I don't think he's going to win the championship. And and really, it's a hard it's a hard sell past. Perez, in my opinion, it cuts right off at Perez, and and the books. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. The books think the exact same thing. It takes a nosedive. It takes a nosedive. Lando Norris comes in at 100 to one. Fernando Alonso at 150 to one. Esteban Ocon at uh, 200 to one. Pierre Gasly at thir- uh, 300 to one. Yuki Tsunoda at 500 to one. 
Uh, and then it just goes on and on down the list. I mean, there's there's nobody there that I'm I'm even remotely interested in. So it really yeah, well, is to me it, those top I mean, five or top six. One, the chance that somebody outside the big three teams wins is literally zero. Like it's, I do. Uh, it would be unlikely one of those guys even wins a single race throughout the season. Like let alone the championship. So it's it's the big six, right? The big three. They each have two t- two cars, and so you've got them. So Max Verstappen minus one twenty five again depends on how you feel about it. If you don't like the value there, I could see just not doing it. But Shaw Leclerc, uh, I found I got him here at seven to one. Uh, that to me is a must bet. Ferrari, he was the only guy last season that could hang with Max on a somewhat regular basis. Ferrari shot themselves in the foot and 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 shot themselves every time, like every time you turned around. Now they've made a change at the top. They have a new team principal and things are going to be a little different this year. So hopefully that goes away. Ferrari's got the speed. They've got the history, right? They're the most historic team in F1 history, right? Um, and Shaw had, he, he man, he was fast early. He won two of the first three races of the season and was with Max a lot. It was him and Max at the top each and every time. So I think that in his over-under wins, dude, what? His over-under is a two and a half. Didn't he win three races last season? Yeah, that's crazy. Two and a half? Yeah, that's, wow, this is just crazy. Go, wow, I don't even know what's going on here, but go go hammer his over because he's going to easily win two and a half races. I, I, I see him winning three. I would put him at five and a half. I think I might even still look at the over, like more so than Lewis. I don't understand that at all. Um, but definitely take him. And then uh, Russell, I just found here at plus 650, you can still get him. Obviously, he's moving down, so go get it now. But Russell, again, he's the next Mercedes guy. They've they've got Tab to be their next Lewis, and he's going to be there. And who better to learn from than Lewis? That's who he's learning from, right? So he's going to get there. Mercedes came on strong at the end of the year last year. Maybe that's why Lewis has bumped up so much, but it's, it's overinflated. And maybe that's his name. Maybe that's his history. I get that, but take advantage of that and go with the under on the wins total. Um, but George and his win total is at two and a half as well. That one's probably actually about right, right? He got his first career win this past season, but could he go off? Absolutely. Um, so for sure, from from my point of view, I'm taking George at plus 650. I'm taking Shaw at plus 700 to win the, the title. And then if you want to just dump a good amount on Max, I would say go for it. Then really the the only liability I can honestly see probably biting you would be if Lewis won the title at that point. Um, and then you're just going to have to take your losses, right? But I think between having those three guys, they're three of the top four in the thing, but there's, but there's enough value on the two guys that are lower, at plus 650, at plus 700. I don't see anybody outside of those four being the ones to win almost every race next season and the ones that are going to be competing for the title. Uh, man, if George Russell wins the title, I will be a happy guy. It's He's got his – his time is coming. He will be an F1 world champion, um, and maybe not quite yet. I think we're going to see Max ring off a couple more before before maybe they get caught. But but I think this is going to be one of the better F1 seasons. I, I'm really excited, and, and I think that that Max, he just he, – he had something last year, right? Maybe towards the end of the season, teams started trying different stuff. 
Mercedes clearly did because it started to pay off. Um, so I think we're in for a really fun championship battle between possibly all four of these guys. Uh, and F1, I'm very, very excited for this season. Yep. I, I look, look, you got me hooked last season, so I basically can't, uh, can't get off of it now. It's a great start to a NASCAR morning. Just uh, watch that F1 race beforehand and then get all in the mood for racing and, and watch some NASCAR. Uh, one of the things to get excited about this season, though, of course, is their first trip to Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Grand Prix is happening this year in, uh, in the F1 circuit, and these guys are going to be in Vegas for the first time in a long time, I think, right? I don't know that F1's ever been there or if they haven't been there in a long time. Um, honestly, they have been there before. I, am, I feel like uh, it was just like one or two races that they were there. Of course, my internet doesn't want to work now. Nah, but I of had, course. Uh, I'll, I'll be back to you shortly with the well, with the statistics on when they were there. But yes, they have been there before, uh, but returning for the first time in some time. In some time. And, and the books have graciously started to give us odds on that Las Vegas race. So this is one that I think you should probably start jumping on to because these odds will not be the same by the time it is, uh, it's race time for Las Vegas, which Cody will tell us exactly when they're going to be there as well. Max Verstappen comes in at minus 118 to win this race. And then, of course, it's Lewis Hamilton at plus 333, George Russell at plus 550, Charles Leclerc at, six, at plus 650, and then, of course, it drops all the way down to Sergio Perez after that at sixteen hundred, and then and then I'll wrap it up with Carlos Sainz at twenty-five to one because he's kind of the last guy that I think that could maybe win um, this race outside of you know the big guys. Yeah. So, I, I my internet loaded finally, so I found it. Nineteen eighty-one, nineteen eighty-two. They ran the Caesars Grand Prix. It was called um, running the races out uh, outside near Caesars, obviously. Uh, Caesar's Palace. Uh, and so that was actually the final race of the season in 81 and 82. It won't be the final race of the season now. It'll remain Abu Dhabi, but it is towards the end of the season. I think it's the second to last race, actually. Um, it'll be the 23rd round of the F1 championship season, and it's November 19th. It's going to be a 1 o'clock Eastern time green flag. So still going to be late here in the States, um, but man oh it's gonna be so beautiful it goes right down the strip in vegas that is going to be just oh man it's going to be gorgeous it's gonna uh wind past caesar's palace the bellagio the venetian uh it's gonna go right in front of Winbet down there or win not win bet but the win <laughs> just the win win bets how we use them but uh but you know, right in front of the win as well um so, yeah, it's going to be just a sight to behold. Las Vegas, obviously a beautiful city. The lights of Vegas, right? That's what it's all about. That city, I mean, the other United States races in Coda down in Austin, Texas, at the Miami Grand Prix, hundreds of thousands of people. The celebrities come out like crazy. Can you imagine what Vegas is going to be like, Rod? I, I can because we're going to be there. But, just, I'm yeah. just saying. Hopefully that is the case because – Oh, buddy, that's going to be a sight to behold. Um, but you go over to the odds part of it, and Max Verstappen minus 118 to win any race is ridiculous. Bonkers. Go smash this right now. You cannot pass up on value. Oh, excuse me. Um, like, like Verstappen, a minus 118. I know when we talk NASCAR odds so often, that sounds crazy. It's not. That's... 
you're lucky to get him at a minus 118 price. It's amazing after what he did last season. Now, again, we think there's going to be more parity this season, but in case there's not, go get it now because when it gets there and he's minus 400 to win this race and you're holding up that minus 118 ticket in Las Vegas showing everybody, you can be like, look how smart I was because I listened to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, right? Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's obviously the one that really jumps off the board. Um, and then, again, uh, Hamilton plus 333. You could probably wait till it gets closer, honestly, in my opinion on that. Um, Russell plus 550. Shaw Leclerc plus 650. You, you can – those guys, I think, are, are good values. And if – if they do have the seasons we're predicting, their odds probably won't be there at that point. So I think betting on either of those guys, not a bad idea. Uh, Perez and Sainz, they're always worth betting on to win races because they're still in that big six, right? They're part of that elite group of of cars and drivers, and they both won races last season. So they can get it done. Uh, so it's 16-1 to at 25-1. to Nothing wrong with that. It Obviously, it drops way off after that. Fernando Alonso at 80-1 to after that. And, and again... Anybody outside the top six to win any races, it's got to be some crazy shit, which we saw some crazy shit last year weather-wise and stuff. So it's not impossible. It could happen. But to bet on any of these guys is probably not really worth it in, in for the most part. Yeah, I mean, if we're tying up like eight months worth of, of the money, you, you want to make sure that you're going to get something out of it. And so, I like Cody said, it's just guys like Russell, guys like LeClaire, you know, even even Perez and Sainz, their odds are not going to be this long by the time we get there. And and obviously Max Verstappen, you know, even if he comes out and wins like three or four races and he hasn't won nearly as many as he has, he's still going to be, you know, minus 250, minus 300 to win this race because he's Max Verstappen. And the fact that they're giving us 118 right now before the season even starts is a miracle in and itself. So it's probably something that you should probably... Uh, just go, just, you know, put a little something that you don't mind waiting for your return on uh, when it comes to the end of the season. And there, explain this to me if you could, Rod. I get that this is in Vegas. Maybe that's the reason. But we've already got podium finish odds, top six finish odds, points finish odds, winning constructor odds. The Daytona 500 is in 11 days, and all we have is the odds to win, Rod. Can you, can we figure something out here? I'd. This is irritating. All right. Uh, I love it. I love that we have these, but hook us up with NASCAR. F1's more popular than NASCAR? I don't think that's the case in the United States, Rob. I don't even think so either. Some people will claim that it's on track to head there, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, it's funny because you talked about podium finishes, though. Podium finish for Verstappen minus 300 even this far out. So that'll tell you something. I mean, honestly, minus 300 is a good value on that probably too, but... (laughs) If you want to lay that much this far out, maybe not. Probably not. I will call out Ferrari, a plus 500 winning constructor. Uh, that'll give you Leclerc. That will give you Carlos Sainz as well. Um, with with Red Bull at minus 143, that's not, honestly, with Max at minus 118, you maybe just bet Red Bull at minus 143 anyways. That'll give you the coverage of Perez, Perez. possibly Daniel Ricardo if he's in that car by then. Um, <laughs> that's my prediction this season, but... That's for another another day, another episode. Um, but so they're at minus 143, Mercedes at plus 175, and then it's Ferrari at plus 500. So again, being the big three, when you're getting, this is like Ford, Toyota, Chevy bets in NASCAR, right? When one of the three manufacturers, there's only three that can win in NASCAR, there's only three that can win in F1. 
legitimately, right? <laughs> uh, when one of them is mispriced a little bit, you maybe get on that and get on it early. So I would call that out. I think that's good value this far out uh, at plus 500 on Ferrari to win that race. Um, that's really the only other one that that screams off the board to me. Uh, Charles Leclerc, plus, what is he, minus 110 for a podium finish, plus 110 rather. That's that's decent, but again, I, I don't know if you're laying that quite this far out. But uh, yeah, that's the the Ferrari to winning constructor. I think is one that I definitely would would place now. Yeah, and look, if you if you think we're crazy, and if you've never bet F one before, take a look at the points finish odds, and then you tell us that this is what we normally look at on a week to week scale as far as F one is concerned. Because these guys, Max Verstappen is minus nine hundred to, to have a points finish. It's yeah, just that's just to finish in the top ten of of twenty car field. It's so insane, but um, it's, it's crazy. But I mean, honestly, these are this is where it gets to with with F one, and again. That's where you got to find the delicate balance. Not that you can't find plus odds, right? With guys, I think you called out was it you called out like a twenty to one winner last season or something with with Sergio Perez, I think it was mm-hmm. uh, at a race or something. And then yeah, there was some fastest lap ones. I think I hit a thirty three to one at one point. There is some fun ones like that. You don't get as many of those as you do in NASCAR though with F one. And so sometimes it is minus two hundred, minus two fifty. You're even willing to lay, but some things are just much more predictable in F1, and so delicate balance. But, uh, man, I'm so glad Daytona's here in 11 in eleven days, Rod, because I'm itching for some racing. These open-wheel series don't start until March, so got to wait a little longer on the IndyCar and the F1. But uh, I'm ready to get some cars back on track and get, get, some, get some bets in. I'm telling you, we had the little amoosh-boosh, as it were, for the bush-like clash, but we're ready for the damn main course. Let's get this thing going. So, um, All right, I know you guys are too, so we'll let you go for the day. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll talk about some more NASCAR stuff uh, leading up to the Daytona 500. Maybe, hopefully, there's some crossover bets to happen, uh, and and then we could talk about those as well. So uh, we'll get Otherwise closer. We're make our own crossover bets. May I, listen, we talk about making our own book. We'll get we, to that point, we will. I mean, I'm just saying, whoever wants to take the action on it, we, we could try. So, um, all right. Uh, and you know what? That might be fun. We might, let's do that for like the Friday episode or something. What? That's tomorrow. That's Friday. We made, if there's nothing, if there's nothing crazy, let's, uh, let's do some Daytona prop bets of our own and we'll come up with some fun Daytona there we prop go. bets. Maybe we'll even give out a few Super Bowl bets. Who knows? Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll make a squares contest for Daytona and we can figure this out or a bingo card Ooh. for Daytona. Yeah. Yeah, ah. We could get, uh, yeah. we could get, get fancy here. Okay. Well then let's do that. But today, let's put everybody to bed and uh, let's tell everybody where they can find us on social media so that they can go to sleep dreaming about our Twitter feeds. Exactly. Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, got three Super Bowl articles out this week. Well, two are out. One's coming out here shortly. Uh, and a bunch of motorsports articles, all kinds of other fun stuff. Follow me over there. Follow the show as well at NASCAR Gambling. Again, get in the Discord. Man, that was hopping on Sunday during the racing uh, everybody was in there chatting it up. It's been been a fun group. Glad it keeps growing. And season-long fantasy league, it's going to be over there. It'll be free to enter. Uh, but you got to be in the Discord to get in. $200 gift card to the merch store as as the top prize. So definitely head over there and get in and, and join the conversation with us. Indeed. Follow me on Twitter when it's up, at RJ Gomez. There's a link in my bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media. And of course, like Cody said, just uh, get in that Discord. 
Subscribe to this channel on any, or any place you get your podcasts. And by all means, please leave us a review. We'd love to see those float in. Just a little behind the scenes of baseball. Every review that comes in, we get to see it on our uh, one of our private channels that we have. And uh, it's always fun to watch the, the guys react and all the folks react in that channel to uh, a good yeah, review, every, good positive review. There's 30-some shows in, in SG and every podcast host will see that review. We'll also read your good reviews. We'll make fun of you if you make a bad review, but don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but just don't do that. Good reviews we will be reading on the show. So definitely get those in and, and get your well-deserved shout-out for listening to the two of us babble about racing. Being a fine supporter of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. So until then, we'll see you next time. Let's go racing and let it ride.